1: starting with the Toronto Blue Jays. Bull Bichette is getting hot at the right time. The 20-year-old from Orlando, Florida, hit a career high, three home runs in the second game of that Monday doubleheader against Baltimore. He had six hits and seven RBIs. And what do they say? He's the first player in Major League Baseball history to have three home runs and six hits in one day. Make it history, man, again, Moose. That's why we love sports.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: It is. It's Hour 2 on I Swear. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, WQEE in Metro Atlanta, and wherever else you may be consuming the program, maybe in podcast form. Hour 2 is always a lot of fun. I mean, every single second is a lot of fun of the RP show. But as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose-Dupont from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, uh, and the rectangle. Hey, Moose. Um, we've got the breaking news today. Kirby Dock signing a new deal with the Montreal Canadiens. Within the last hour, the Senators announcing they and Tim Stutzla have signed an eight-year extension worth $66.8 million. We haven't got to the NFL talk yet. And as I open up the text line here, they're talking NHL, NFL, CFL. Lawn guy. Lawn guy has made his first appearance of the fall And a whole lot of other things. And we've got, I I apologize. I haven't found the way this phone. I haven't, like, all it shows is the messages that are on the main screen. I can't go in below those. Have you, have you, do you have that problem on your device with our show text line by chance?
2: I will find out. (laughs) I'll take a, a deep dive in there and see if I can go past the front page.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you for doing, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a mean problem pretty sure it's a me problem. It usually is in everything, in every way. But it's just interesting. Doc in San Francisco wrote in near the end of yesterday's show. And I might add, by the way, Capital Auto Mall, dealerships all across the prairies, plus Beverly Hills, California, plus San Francisco, Capital. So we have viewers there. Just going to leave that right there. But Doc had this question, and we were talking about Bull Levi Mitchell. So while we just put a pause and we're gonna to get to the NHL and NFL in a second, he wants to know where Bull Levi Mitchell will go, and I believe he suggested it would be the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We have a lot of viewers in Southern Ontario, as you know, and Game Plus is running on a free preview on Rogers and Kojico Cable across Ontario. Darren, if I'm the Hamilton Tiger Cats and their coach Orlando Steinauer came out after their loss in the Labor Day Classic and said, Yeah, our rookie was his name Newman? Hello, Newman. He said he showed flashes, but he wasn't good enough. The Tiger Cats are a team that needs a shakeup. And we've been around sports long enough to see that is sometimes the case. I think they got to bring in bold Levi Mitchell. I do. What do you think about that?
2: It would certainly be a shakeup. It would certainly be a shakeup. It'd be a shot in the arm. But it would also be a message to that Tiger Cats group that, guys we're pretty good team that is not playing anywhere near the potential we were just in back to back gray cup games we're supposed to be getting over the hump not regressing and taking steps backwards so we're bringing in a guy here who's a proven winner in this league who's shown the ability to get the job done who's won at the highest level here so we're going all in you know we're not that far out of the picture here right we can play with toronto we can play with montreal Right. And all we got to do is get into the playoffs and have a chance. So, you know what? It wouldn't be a bad move for Hamilton to go after a guy like Bo Levi.
1: So that's the extent probably of our CFL talk today, uh, because we covered it a lot in hour one and we're going to move on. But the other, the most newsworthy item in the Canadian Football League is Garrett Marino, the 28-year-old product of the University of Alabama-Birmingham has been released by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, become a major distraction for the football team, and that's not our poll question today. Would you sign him or not, now that he's free? But over 70% on our Instagram poll that we're running in our story are saying they wouldn't sign him. Our poll uh, question is this, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL? Is it Friday night? Vernon Adams, Returns to Montreal with his new team, the BC Lions. Moose said that's his game of the week. And then a triple header on Saturday. Toronto at Ottawa to open in it. Middle game is Saskatchewan at Winnipeg in the Banjo Bowl. That's what I voted for. And Calgary at Edmonton in the late game. I don't wear Saskatchewan Rough Riders gear on this program, even though I was with the club for 20 years. I don't wear it because I'm anti rider. I don't wear it because I'm pro-CFL. I want our viewers in Winnipeg to realize that I'm not anti-Winnipeg. I want a good game. I enjoy good football when I see it. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are doing it right. In this case, I think that's the game of the week. And I'll always be cheering for the Rough Riders because of my guys. Moving on. Brady texts us. You know Brady from the 902. And listen closely. You, Moose, but the fans. I've become... This person, and you'll see why I say this in a second. Brady writes, Hey Rod, Kirby Doc signs with the Montreal Canadiens. Riders stuck in there with the bombers on Labor Day, but a win was not to be. The NFL season starts Thursday. I got the Rams in a close game. And Brady says, I'm now a game day intern for the Saskatoon Blades and will be helping with promotions and in-game elements, among other things. That's from Brady. So, congratulations, Brady. We're very proud of you. We started, this kid started watching our program when he was in high school. He used to hide the show under his hood while he watched it. Remember, Moose? (laughs) And I said, I will not be responsible for his failing grades. This is his decision to watch us in school. Now, here he is interning with the Blades. But he announced it on Facebook. And he said, I received an offer from the Saskatoon Blades. He put it on Facebook. Did you see what I responded with? No. What did you he say? Spelt received, he spelled received wrong. So while everybody was correcting, or sorry, everybody was congratulating him on that, I wrote I before E except after C, Brady.
2: I love how he put out his uh, job offer like he was an NCAA uh, Division One recruit going to Alabama. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. I'm, all, I, I'm all
1: for that. I'm all for that. But I've become that guy that I used I've become that old guy and I'm not sure how I feel about that I need to have an old Timex or Quartz watch, that old watch that I've had for 40 years that still works, you know what I mean? I need to be the guy that wears mum jeans, even though I'm not a mum, and has Velcro shoes
2: But this is my good watch
1: You need a new watch. No, it works. It works. I've become that guy. I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Embrace it. Um, Lean into it. Yes, good good point. Good
1: point. (laughs) Be that guy. What we know about those guys is that they're safe. They're trustworthy. Mm -hmm. They're respected. All those guys. So I'm happy to be part of that group. I'm not going to name them because I'm not sure even those guys that are in that group know they're in that group. Uh, You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, so back on point. Eric Thomas, he's watching in Southern Ontario. He says, the Ticats should trade for Bo Levi. They need help bad. They will not win another game with any current quarterback on their roster. Um, From Jeff, the Stamps fan, he says, I can tell you this. Bo has said he doesn't plan on a long career. And won't hang on if he can't play at his peak. And my cousin Christine in medicine hat says Sask at Winnipeg is her game of the week. And John Ohm in Winnipeg Ohm says good. Sorry. He says Bo goes to the XFL or TSN next year. Then trade him now and let him go out with a bang and should spot. Now promise we're going to move on, and we did it. We talked about the Winners Hall of Fame. We talked about Stutzla last hour. We talked about Kirby Doc and the Habs. Let us talk some National Football League, because we are airing in Atlanta right now on WQEE, your home for Southern sports and talk. Braves. See this chopper coming over my head? What is going on? What is it? It's one of those days. Can you hear it? Can you hear the I chopper? Can, well, of
2: course I can hear it. It sounds like the FBI. Ooh, ah. Rolling into Who town. Who knows, man?
1: It's Belichick.
2: He's getting, oh, he's yeah. Trying to, yeah,
1: he's trying to find where the Dolphins are practicing. So <clears throat> to the NFL, where do we start? Uh, and by the way, one of our viewers <laughs> wrote in last week and said, are you going to play deal or no deal in the NFL season? And absolutely it is. We'll get to the. This is not viewer takeover time now. We had it. It's back to me and Moose time. Um, So, Rams and Bills, uh, week one kickoff of the National Football League Thursday night. I'm kicking around the idea of doing an Instagram live again like I did prior to the Labor Day Classic. That might be fun. Um, (laughs) Oleg in Winnipeg writes in and says, maybe documents left in Rod's yard. Are we talking about Trump here? Are we talking about Trump and Mar-a-Lago and the bogus raid of Mar-a-Lago where I was a couple months ago? Um, John <laughs> in Winnipeg um, says, Rod, are you doing karaoke after the show? Looking fabulous, dude. Thank you, John. Somebody asked me. no, No, nobody asked me. I saw this on Instagram the other day. What's your karaoke go-to? And frankly, since I quit drinking seven and a half years ago, if you give me a second, I can tell you exactly how many days it's been. I don't do a lot of karaoke, Moose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't
2: think I've ever seen you do karaoke.
1: 2,780 days ago when I quit drinking. I'm not doing a lot of karaoke. But when I did, Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks was my karaoke go-to. Me Can I ask ever. the viewers what is your karaoke go-to?
2: And I'll start with you, Moose. What's yours? Um, I don't have one. I'm not a karaoke Come on, guy. You got to have fr- one. But f- you got to have one. Friends in Low Places is a great karaoke song, especially for those of us that aren't big karaoke guys, because it's a sing-along. And ten seconds into the song, you got the whole bar singing, and then it takes the pressure right off. So probably yeah. something like that. Yeah.
1: Ryan in New York pointing out it's 1111 Mountain, 111 Eastern. (laughs) Ha ha, Ted in Red Deer says, I thought it wasn't viewer takeover time. Well, I changed my mind, Ted. What's the name of the show? (laughs) It's the Rod Peterson show. You do the watching, I'll do the talking. Jason, coincidentally in Red Deer says, my karaoke go-to is Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. My neighbor Gail was rocking that at about 9 out of 10 on the volume the other night over supper. Weren't you, Gail? (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: damn.
1: So getting off point here. Okay, I got to limit the viewer comments. Other than Andrew Stout says Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. I could see that. Todd Pinkney, one of our P1, says Dust on the Bottle by David Lee Murphy. Listen, <clears throat> you were talking about karaoke? One Night in Jamaica. I was in a club on the resort, still drinking, full disclosure. Uh, it was a club on the resort. Have you been to an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean, Moose? Yeah. I would assume you have. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, I felt this would be a good idea. I took a stool. And maybe I've told you this story. I took a stool and put it at the front door because I used to be a bouncer, as you know, back in the day. And uh, I collected cover charge for everybody that came into the resort uh, club. Five dollars a head. And it was a karaoke bar. <laughs> have you heard this story? Have I told you this story? I must No, I don't think you have. Yeah, and this is where I met one of our show sponsors. You want to talk about ties that bind? Camco from Camco Plumbing and Heating and Bronco Plumbing and Heating. That's where we met. And uh, so he comes in with his entourage, because he's always traveling with an entourage. And I told hey, five bucks. And he told me that I could get bent. <laughs> he was the only one. Everybody else gave me How about that? the cash. And I think I raised about three hundred and sixty dollars. And I took it and plunked it down on the bar and gave it to the bartender and all of the staff in there. And this was like the first or second night that we were, yeah, first or second night that we were at the resort at all. I was a god for the rest of the week on that resort. Let me tell you.
2: I can just see Camco walking in. (laughs) Sir, $5. Get bent. Keep walking. (laughs) I can just see it.
1: It wasn't as polite as that. I cleaned it up for national television and American daytime radio. It it might might have involved a word that started with F. Oh,
2: no. Yeah. Fork.
1: You know? Uh, Donna Berger, one of our viewers, says, Sweet Caroline. That's always a good one. You get the whole bar yeah. going like you say. Um, Trent in Norway is watching. Says, Norway here. I like all of these karaoke picks. They are great sing-along songs. Tacona Pally in Winnipeg says, She was a fast machine. Is that the cleaned-up version of "Shook Me That's All Night Long? Easy. She was a fast yeah. machine? It's, she was a sex machine. She kept my motor clean. <laughs> Eric Thomas at Hamilton watching says, fudge! Yeah, basically Cam <laughs> turned to me and said, fudge off. Five bucks. That's why I said five bucks. You can imagine GFY. how far that went. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, when we come back, we will get into these NFL week one games. More on our NHL topic, who's Canada's best Stanley Cup hope. He says Leafs, I say Oilers, and I said that we've separated this country into three tiers of teams, teams that are serious Stanley Cup favorites, the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, mid-tier teams that are just hoping to make the playoffs and will be happy if they do, Vancouver Canucks, Winnipeg Jets, Ottawa Senators, and then a team that's hoping to tank for the number one overall pick the Montreal Canadiens. Agree or disagree? That and more when we come back. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, listening on rodpeterson.com, 24-hour streaming radio, and of course, Metro Atlanta's home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues. It is hour two. And just ahead of bringing the moose back in, a sports update on a very busy Wednesday in sports. As mentioned, the Ottawa Senators of the National Hockey League and forward Tim Stutzla have agreed to an eight-year contract extension worth $66.8 million. The deal carries a cap hit of $8.35 million. Senators General Manager Pierre Dorian announced in the news release reaching, quote, reaching a long-term agreement with Tim represents another significant step forward for this organization. Meanwhile... In Montreal, Kirby Doc has agreed to a four-year, $13.45 million contract with the Montreal Canadiens. It has an average annual value of $3.65 million. What a steal for the Habs. In a corresponding move to get under the NHL's offseason salary cap, Canadian's general manager, Ken Hughes, told reporters today star goalie Carey Price would be put on long-term injured reserve. He played just five games last season. And from the NFL, Placeline... Florham Park, New Jersey. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco will huddle up for the New York Jets against his former team in week one and likely a few more opponents after that. Jets head coach Robert Saleh announced Wednesday that Flacco will start at quarterback in the season opener against the Baltimore Ravens in place of the injured Zach Wilson, who likely will be out until week four. This sports update for Dark Horse Bats. It is what binds easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. Download the app for free right now at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. For Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. For the Tap, brew House and Drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Like you, Moose DuPont, I've been waiting, waiting to this point in the show to talk some National Football League and we'll be playing dealer no deal probably Friday and that is Darren and I will go through the week one games and pick our slate of bets whether Darren will take the bet or not. I think he did pretty good last week if I recall. Uh, Saskatchewan Roughriders beating the spread in the CFL when we uh, did that. Where do we start? Where do we Where do you want to start, man? Cuz it's a literal buffet. You going to talk about NFL coverage our Falcons home to the Saints in week 1 and I think that's a dub for the Falcons unless they completely throw in the towel because they go after the number 1 overall pick in the draft. My Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm in a glass case of emotion with that one. I'm a Tom Brady fan, but the Cowboys are my team. Where do you want to start? Rams Bills what? Well,
2: let's, let's start with the Falcons and Saints. You just mentioned it. You know, I almost go the other way, Rod. You know, with the Saints, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Saints, got a new head coach. So that's going to be an adjustment. No Sean Payton. But Jameis Winston now gets to take over that team once again with no threat of anybody in behind. Now, here's a guy who has still has a cannon of an arm. He's going to throw touchdown passes. But I think when he was with Tampa Bay, it was something like 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. It was insane. If he can clean up the mistakes and and not turn the ball over he can provide a real spark for this offense in New Orleans. And if Alvin Kamara healthy and they can get Michael Thomas move, you know, in, in the receiving core doing his thing, there's some weapons there. And the Saints could be a team that, are, that, that could be a sleeper right now in the NFC. I could see the Saints as a sleeper.
1: I'm just going to sprinkle in viewer comments as we go. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, All Rod is missing with his ensemble is a Ferrari and a Detroit Tigers hat magnum pi for those that don't know and our listeners can't see it but yeah this is a uh i I don't even know the brand but i got it at dick sporting goods and this might be my brand of choice moving forward john ohm in winnipeg where we have a lot of viewers winnipeg says any talk on the blue jays Baltimore game. Yeah, John, when we went to air At 11 a.m. Central, your time. It was the first point. It's going to be our first point for the next month. Show up on time. Thanks. Because I just said we're talking NFL here now. Appreciate you paying attention to that. Jenna Reagan gets the memo. Jenna gets it. She's watching in Southern California. She says Dallas Cowboys own the NFC East. Now, you're getting me fired up. I agree with her. And I saw this thing about the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles. I saw them here, as you know, in week three of the preseason, and they quit. I'm not going to go back on that. Joey and I were talking about that in Fort Lauderdale the other night at his restaurant, Cafe Saville. He's an Eagles fan. And he says they didn't. That's why the Eagles coaches came in there on Thursday night. Remember, I told you the Eagles coaches, it was Joey's place. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to the Fort Lauderdale on Friday. I don't feel like going Thursday, too. But they quit. They quit. He's like, they didn't have one start on the plane, not one start on defense. I said, I don't care. They quit. It's the National Football League. Would you think, Darren? I don't care what year it is. You don't quit. John Ryan, our good friend, played how many years in the NFL? Like, a lot of years in the NFL. I want to say 12 at least. He's like, they don't quit in the NFL. You get your ass cut. Well, the Eagles did that night. And we in Dallas have a lot to prove. 12 wins last season. The talent is there. We've got a lot to prove. Jalen Hurts still has a lot to prove at the quarterback position for the Philadelphia Eagles. But they just won a Super Bowl not that long ago. Eagles, go away. Jalen Hurts is not in his career where Dak Prescott is. He's got a lot to learn. I don't know where you are on all that. Darren, but I don't think the Cowboys would be challenged by anybody for the division lead. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl champions, but go ahead. I think this
2: division could be one of the most interesting in football this year. I really do. Um, I think the Redskins are probably the odd team out. Redskins, the uh, commanders. I think they're probably the odd team out. Um, I think Dallas is probably the heavy favorite. But you look at Philadelphia, yeah, Jalen Hurts, another year older. He's got to take a big step forward. They've got a really good one-two punch now at receiver, bringing in A.J. Brown from Tennessee. And, and with the Giants, they're really high on their receiving course. Saquon Barkley is healthy. If Daniel Jones can play a little bit of football, the Giants could challenge for the division, too. I think you're not going to see three teams battling out to win the division, all hovering around 500. I think you're going to see a pretty competitive division this year.
1: Interesting. Hey, few things here. Oleg in Winnipeg says rule number seven of the RP show. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. That is the Tom Coughlin rule. Five minutes early, of course. Remember that? Years ago when he was coaching the Giants, he had a team meeting and a guy showed up like a minute early and he got fined. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, if you're not in this room, 50 minutes early, you're, you're, you decided to be late. That's Tom Coughlin. Yeah. John Ohm says, um, sorry, Rod, making a living, bro. You see, he can't show up on time. Well, guess what? So are we. We do show up on time, and I'm just saying that's when we cover these topics. I'll say it best. That opening 20 minutes of the show, the warm-up, is, if that's the only podcast you have time to listen to every day, or maybe that's how long your commute is, that's what you need to listen to is the opening 20 minutes, because you'll have everything covered. And then we get into all the other stuff after that. I had an NHL scout text me yesterday. As you've noticed, and I think the viewers are starting to notice, it's not just you and me anymore. It's a big team. It never really was just you and me. Obviously, Clark and Jordan from day one. I'm talking like the front guys that people see every day. Clark and Jordan, yes. Behind the scenes, Morgan. Now Lee, our intern, Braden, our technical producer, Ryan. We got Rolf back there. Yes, that's his name, Rolf. Paul and all the people in the studio, in the sweatpants capital. So what point was I getting to? I'm not sure. But Braden, our intern, has written in. And he says, fly, Eagles, fly, Rod. He says, the Cowboys like to quit around January, I believe. This kid fits in better than even I thought that he would. Like Jordan and Clark, he wears a ball cap every day, and he has a beard, and Ryan, too. So there's that. He's not afraid to get in there and throw elbows. He's not afraid it's to day take two. a shot at the host's face. Fi- it's day two, and he's trash-talking me. But and now people are picking up from Todd Pinckney, who is an Eagles fan. Listen, stop talking about my team. Let's worry about your own team. Pinkney says, I feel Dak is another Fajardo. What's that supposed to mean? Let's back up for a second. You see that I'm starting to spin out of control here when it comes to the teams that I care about. Dallas Cowboys, last year at this time, we booked a trip to the Super Bowl because Michael Irvin told me to. So I did. The only benefit out of that was we went moose to the Super Bowl for the first time. And I got to meet Michael Irvin, in what can only be described as a god shot. A god shot. But this year, I'm not booking my trip to the Super Bowl because of the Cowboys. I'm just booking it anyways. And the Cowboys bandwagon is empty, and I like it that way. Will the Arizona Cardinals... Continue the streak of three consecutive seasons where the home city team is in the Super Bowl. Yes or no? What do you think?
2: No. First answer is no. The rest, of the, the rest of the NFC is too good. The rest of the NFL is too good. But the caveat to that is they can. They'll be in the mix. They'll have a chance to get there. But the rest of the league's so good that it's just going to be really hard.
1: Coming up, by the way, Tim Liepert, as we will talk some Blue Jays baseball. There you go. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. Ryan in Toronto says the show is a blast today. Yeah, it is every day, though. But thank you for pointing that out. It's like that Seinfeld episode. I like your tie. That's a nice tie. Well, you don't like my other ties every other day? Um, Jiff in Winnipeg says, That's right, Rod. You're booking it for my Arizona Cardinal. <clears throat> Stay tuned for a second because I do have a CFL blast coming up here. But can I, you love talking about Tom Brady. I love talking about Tom Brady. We love Tom Brady. Can we make that any more clear? I just love what Charlie Weiss said this morning on the radio. I love those old, retired football guys because they don't yeah. care anymore, they just say whatever the hell they want. Hockey guys, similar, but not as much as football guys. And Charlie Weiss, the former offensive coordinator of the Patriots, saying on ESPN this morning, you guys that are talking noise about Brady, you're pissing off the wrong guy. He goes, and I can see them going and winning the Super Bowl just based on Tom being mad. Seven Super Bowls, Darren. When are people going to figure it out? Don't rile them up. Don't count them out. They can't, they never get it. They never get it.
2: No, and every year it's, okay, this is the year. You know, this is the year. He can't possibly win another one. It's never happened to quarterback this old and on and on and on. Just, just let it happen on, on its own. Let him go when he's ready to go. Just don't worry about it. But every time you give him attention, that just makes him work harder and train harder and get his teammates more engaged. And then he's on the map and now you can't stop
1: them. I'm not saying I'm the Tom Brady of radio. If everybody else wants to say it, I will. It's like us crawling back from the dead. After leaving our last job, and here we are growing, announcing today a million more homes added on the RP Show Game Plus TV, free preview, all fall. On the radio in Atlanta, it starts with one. We're coming back. You, They keep counting us out, but it doesn't bother me. I was thinking of putting this in my weekend column, and I might. We get on a radio station in Atlanta. We can't get on one in Saskatchewan. But I don't worry about those that said no to us because half the NFL said no to Tom Brady when he left New England. You know what I'm saying? And how did that work out for them? It just makes me laugh. Anyways, uh, uh, somebody wrote in and said we should rate the top one to nine CFL coaches. Let's do that in overtime if we can remember. And if we don't get it today, we'll get it on Friday. Uh, But there's that USA Today column on the, um, who are the coaches on the hot seat in the NFL. They named 10. Three of them are in the NFC East. One of which, of course, is Mike McCarthy. He was number one. So it's always fun to relate that to the CFL. But Moose, thanks for the fun. And we'll see you in a few minutes. Sounds good. All right. Tim Leeper joins us next as we talk a little Blue Jays baseball. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, listening at live streaming, RodPeterson.com, and, of course, 99.1 WQEE in Atlanta. Yes, Coach Leapert, that's a thing. And you can always enjoy the podcast wherever you find your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues talking a little baseball here on your favorite daytime sports talk show. Adley Rutschman hit a basis-loaded double during a five-run third inning and the the Baltimore Orioles rebounded with a 9-6 victory over Toronto on Tuesday night in a heated game in which both benches briefly emptied in the middle of the seventh. But the Orioles avenge being swept in a doubleheader on Monday. They're now three and a half behind the Blue Jays for the final American League wildcard spot. And joining us to talk about it is longtime Major League Baseball coach, assistant coach, former Jays first base coach when they put some pennants up in the building. As a matter of fact, the last time they did, Tim Leepert joins us today to talk a little Blue Jays baseball. And uh, Timmy, welcome back to the program, if we have him. It's been far too long. Hey, coach. One thing I noticed here testy testy in these ball games these games must be meaning a lot huh you're seeing tensions running high in the majors as of late
0: I think if you thought the beginning of the season there would be testy between the Orioles and Blue Jays I don't think anyone would have believed it but it's it's awesome to see and it's really really good uh to see the passion the emotion I actually really like uh where that is, I mean, if you look back at our teams in 15 and 16, we weren't very well liked by other teams when we kind of relished in that role. And what I think you saw yesterday for me, especially as a fan, I thought it was, it was tremendous. And it's, it's one of those things that can kind of bring your team together if you handle this right. But it's just shows you that everybody's on the same page and, and they're not going to take anything. And when you get this kind of emotion, this kind of passion in, in baseball, especially when it's coming down the, to the wire like it is right now, I mean, that, that's for a fan. I mean, that's, you can't ask for anything more than that.
1: No, you can't. But Well, to be honest with you, Tim, you can ask for something, and that's for the playoffs to start <laughs> now because I can't. You and I are around the same age. I'm like, let's just get to the playoffs. Blue Jays are going to be in them. I can't, I can't handle this anymore. And then it just dawned on me, they're in the playoffs now. I feel like this is playoff ball now. Do you?
0: I feel like it's been that way for a while because it's funny because I'm doing in doing the talk show circuit in the last month. We've gone from being the absolute greatest, the worst team in baseball to the absolute greatest team <laughs> in baseball for the Red Sox Yankee series to being the absolute worst again. And then, you know, Danny Jansen kind of saved them in that second Cubs game. And then they went in this weekend. They swept the Pirates, which they absolutely needed to do. They win that doubleheader the other day. Everything's fixed with Bouchette. Everything's awesome. And now after last night's loss, now they, 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 we don't know if they're a good team or a bad team anymore. <laughs> so, like, if this isn't the playoffs, I don't know what is, but it's been a great roller coaster, and, and I've, enj- I've really enjoyed watching this. And it's so different being on the outside of it looking in as opposed to, to being on the inside. Because when you're on the inside, every day is kind of the same. You go about your business, you try to win, and you're focused on that. But when you're living like we're living on the outside, in, like everything's so important. And I actually kind of enjoy it from this seat too.
1: Hey, tell me about it. And I don't know. I don't have any desire to get back into that cauldron. You probably, I, I shouldn't speak for you. I'm sure you do. Most coaches do, but I, I'm just enjoying life where it is now. Everything happens for a reason. And uh, so, you know, with the Blue Jays and John Schneider, when I say it's the playoffs now, he can't manage that way. Obviously you're not going to exhaust your starters and that kind of thing yet, but you do want to be ramping it up right now. And do you believe you do that the have Blue Jays in. are? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and look, yeah. He, he's managing for a lot of different reasons right now, too. I mean, th- I mean, there's a lot. I mean, he loves this organization. He's been a part of it since since the time he was a player. He's been a lifer over there. You know, he's managing for his job. I mean, quite frankly, I, I feel like it's it's a situation where if they make the playoffs, it's pretty good for him. If they don't, it's probably not. Um, he wants to win. He's been with his team for four years. It's 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 September. This team is as you know, the expectations are that they are in and they do need to win. So you do need to manage right now like every game matters because, again, a week ago it was questionable whether or not they were going to get in the playoffs because, you know, Baltimore was on their tail. They sweep that doubleheader. That's two games, which are really big. You know, if tonight is another loss and then you're kind of back to where you started a week ago minus the four days in the schedule. So you got to win games. No matter how you got to win them, you have to do that. You have to get. In the tournament at the end of the year, you got to find a way to get there. So, right now, honestly, like every game kind of is is a game seven. And you want to get your team prepared to play that way and prepare and think that every game is a game seven. Because right now, just a meaningless loss or, or a careless loss is really going to set you back and not get you closer to your goal. And right now, it's still anything can happen. They could as easily be not in the playoffs as they could to win the division with the way the Yankees are playing. And I mean, I don't, again, I don't think you can ask for more come September. And, and, and you're watching the Blue Jays and you're a Blue Jay fan.
1: Well, from one of our viewers, Nick McConnell says, I think Vladdy is 23. Patience. Jay's fans attacked Bichette all year. People need to relax. I'm done <laughs> with patience with this crew, Tim. I don't know where you are. They were in the playoffs in the shortened season. They were missed by a day last year. I, I'm, they're a veteran ball club as far as I'm concerned. My expectations are high. What are yours?
0: They should be high. That's a That's a great point because... The expectations are high, and I think the front office and and the team itself has set the expectations high. But with expectations, like, you have to, like, play. Like, it's not a given, And and I think that's the one thing that maybe this group is figuring out. Like, they haven't been there yet. They need to get there. You're finding out how hard it is to actually get there because nobody makes it easy for you. And so, one thing, having expectations is great, and I think the expectations from the front office and the fans, are probably greater than the expectations of the players. I think the players do understand how difficult it is to get there, but also finding a way to play together to like minimize those clubhouse clicks to truly go on the field as as twenty five guys, you know, playing for one purpose. Like that's what they still need to figure out. They did a great job at the end of last year, but they didn't. Unfortunately, it's a seven or eight month season, so like there were some games in the middle where it got away from a little bit, and then they're on the outside looking in by a game. They just need to find a way to get there. And again, going back to last night, when you have little scuff ups like that, like everybody's kind of watching each other. Everybody's going to see who has each other's backs. Everybody's watching to see, you know, how the, how the staff handles it and how they move forward. And I think those things can be potentially really good for you. But this team needs to find a way to get there. Like the expectations are high, but like their expectations should be higher on themselves than, than any one of us have for them.
1: There's no doubting. I'm looking at this American League. So the Yankees, their leads four and a half over the race, six over the Blue Jays. Nobody's talking about the Blue Jays in the pennant lead now, but the Yankees raced out to that huge start and nobody could figure out how. And now here they are struggling. And I just feel that we, they are who we thought they were. What's your read on the New York Yankees?
0: It- that, I mean, it's it's so funny. I, right at the time of the All-Star break, they, they literally had no adversity going into the All-Star break. The Red Sox, the year out score came over, had no adversity the whole season. But you look the, at the Yankees roster, it's older. This is not a team that doesn't get adversity. It's because of the age of their team. Usually there's some injuries. Stanton and Judge are always hurt. Obviously, Judge has not been hurt this year, and he's putting up amazing numbers. But Stanton did get hurt. Starting pitching gets hurt. They make the trades. Obviously, some of those didn't go very well. And this kind of goes to, like, my biggest takeaway from spending five years in the big leagues was, and and this relates to the Blue Jays a little bit, like, I think teams underestimate their chances of doing great things far too early and far too often. So when the trade deadline did come, instead of shooting for just making the playoffs, I always think it's a good way to go to think, you know, our team's good. If we add some really good pieces and some really huge pieces, and again, I don't know what's out there on the trade wire, but – Your goal should be to win the division, and I think it should always be to win the division. And I I think if they took that approach to it as opposed to just getting in the playoffs, things possibly could have looked a little bit different. So you kind of left yourself in a position right now with a really good team to, like, kind of, like, if you lose this in the first round, you lose a wild card, or even if you don't get in, you're like, man, could we have done more? Because I think you you got to trust in your guys, believe in your guys, your windows of opportunity to win are really, really small, and they close really quick when you don't expect them so when you do have something good like this team does and potentially really really does like you need to act on it so the Ameri- the American league is really up for anybody right now if you look at the teams that in the lead they're they're kind of like getting their way back to the pack. The wild card teams are moving forward, and there's nobody below the wild card standings that's really essentially even trying so like this is anybody's ball game any, any anybody can be open and, and the blue jays At the trade and I didn't do the things they they needed to do. Add a starting pitching, add that swing and miss out out of the bullpen, but it's still a good enough team to win the American League the way the American League is. But they need to find their balance in that clubhouse, and they need to find a way to make it work. And I think that's the whole key for them for the rest of the year here.
1: Well, we are out of time, but I want to sneak this in. Jennifer, if you can answer it quickly, Jennifer says, the kids need to learn to play small ball instead of trying to knock it over the fence all the time. Agree or disagree with that?
0: It's a baseball issue. Everybody does it. I think balance is the key. Like you gotta win the game ten to one, but you also gotta win the game two to one. And I think again, you go back to the teams of like our fifteen and sixteen teams. We had that. Like, we we could win games two to one. We could win 15 to one. It came with pitching. We did have some guys with speed and all those things. But it's not just a Blue Jays problem, it's a baseball problem. And I think, you know, you don't have to have every guy hit home runs and and try it for the swing for the fences every time. You need a little bit of balance of guys that move the ball. Ground balls still work. If the infield's in and there's a runner on third base and you hit a ground ball through the infield, it still scores a run. That's what we've gotten away from. So, again, it's not just the Blue Jays. I, again, I deal with this. I watch it in minor League Baseball in my travels right now, and it's kind of everybody and everything. But the balance of the game is what makes the game fun. It makes it better to watch, and I, I agree with her. But, again, it'll take a few years to fix, and it's not just the Blue Jays.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tim, always good to see you. Great analysis. I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for fitting us in and enjoy the fall.
0: Great. Good seeing you. You look good there. You look good in the shirt in the background. I love it.
1: <laughs> thank you, buddy. We'll have to get you down here. Feels good. Feels good. Coach Tim Leeper joining us uh from I say parts unknown, us here in South Florida. We'll be back with a viewer takeover. That's going to be fun. It always is. It's the RP show. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. Free preview running now on Rogers and Coach Eco Cabled all across Ontario, Game Plus TV. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And on the radio in Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1, your home of Southern sports and talk. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go with overtime. Proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home of the USC and the National Football League. Everybody's all geeked up and ready to go for week one. Rams and Bills on Thursday night from Los Angeles as we bring the moose back in here. We didn't even get to as much NFL talk as I would have liked, but let me ask you. Super Bowl preview at SoFi Stadium. What do you think? Bills and the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams.
2: Yeah, very much could be, Rod, a Super Bowl preview. I mean, the Rams aren't going to take a big step backwards. I don't see it. And the Bills are the favorites to win the whole thing. I mean, um, the Bills have steadily gotten better and better and better, and they could have been in that game, in the Super Bowl game last year. So it's going to be a real good one.
1: It's just Thursday night. By the way, I open when I say just Thursday night, I'm talking it's very, very close. Um, the text line's open. Now I will get to the rating the CFL coaches as we did earlier. We, as I see, we've got a lot of American CFL fans watching and listening right now, but from the 902 line, where you can always reach us, 518-3033. Regarding your go-to karaoke song, Cynthia is watching in Pittsburgh, and she says, total eclipse of the heart. How about that? How about um, that? Stephen in North Dakota says the Farmer's Almanac is calling for a cold winter. Will hell freeze over and the Vikings win the Super Bowl? Mm. Unlikely, Tim. Spicy. Regarding Saskatchewan, regarding Saskatchewan cutting Garrett Marino, the bad boy defensive lineman who has just served the CFL's longest ever suspension of four games, metal shingle guy writes in. From the Queen City, and he says they let the wrong guy go. Should have traded Duke for some O-line help. Surprised Chris Jones hasn't signed Marino already. Now somewhere, somebody wrote in here earlier today and said apparently the CFL commissioner has informed all teams that they, he can veto any contract registered at any time. I guess that's an ominous warning, but it's like if you're going to veto a deal, why did you let Saskatchewan employ him? But anyways, I don't understand how and why they do a lot of things there. We'll move on. But it was a viewer from down east who said, how would you rank the CFL coaches from one through nine? And I put all of 3.7 seconds into it, Darren. I don't know. It would be just a hell of a topic, though, isn't it? Like that would be like these segments we see on ESPN get up. And all these other talk shows, by the way. Fox Sports has some darn fine daytime talk shows. I love that Emmanuel Aiko. I could watch him talk all day. I think he's hilarious. and I have no idea why he left ESPN to go to Fox. Maybe it was his choice. Yeah. He's so good. But I, think, I think the top three CFL coaches would be a heck of a lot easier to pinpoint and name than the bottom three. And Do you want more time than we have now? To... to... To list them, no. It's fun. It's fun to talk about like who right now is the top coach in the CFL. I'll say Mike O'Shea right now.
2: Yeah, it is. It's Mike O'Shea and it has to be, but for me, you want, you want three or four. I got Mike O'Shea. I probably have a huh. Steinhauer as the number two coach.
1: How about he took early crazy. in the day to, to little early, <laughs> early in the day to be drinking. Isn't it Darren? He,
2: he took the tie to back-to-back great cups. Right?
1: They're three he's and had, nine. They're three and nine. One three bad and nine. year. They're three and nine. And They're three and I nine. I get it.
2: Right. But you're talking about who are the best teams. We're talking about coaches. I still think he's one of the best mm-hmm. coaches in the league for what he's done. Um, I look at Rick Campbell and I look at Dave Dickinson as my probably top four coaches. I don't know about that order necessarily, but those would be my four guys. That I think would be the top four, and then the cutoff.
1: You're not even putting. You're not even putting Craig Dickinson in there in the top four. He's
2: right. He's right there, four or five. As a coach, he's still a young coach finding his way. hasn't had a lot of years as the head coach yet. I would put him at four or five.
1: Again, you might have a problem drinking, Darren, if oh, you started this. Let's hear yours. Today. Uh, well, I don't have Steinauer at number two. I'll tell you that. From our viewers, Jeff, the Stams fan, says, Steinauer, are you crazy? Last minute of play in the RP show. From John <laughs> in Winnipeg, John Ohm, Dupes is on the weed. Well, that, <laughs> that, We can't you, only uh, be in the final minute now. Are you sniffing Are you uh, in the a little electric <laughs> lettuce, a little left-hand lettuce? Uh, uh, don't have recency bias. He's a good coach from Jeff in Winnipeg says, LOL, Rod. I'll, we're, this is going to have to carry over to tomorrow, Moose. I yes. love the fact that you put yourself out there. I love that you did. We might even have an opening segment. Dave Dickinson's my number two, okay? So I'll just say that. And I got Steinauer probably in my bottom three or four. So Ooh. how about that? Thanks to Jesse Pierce. Tim Leopard, you, of course, Moose, our entire staff. Another big day, big announcements. We'll see you. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. Who has more fun than us?
0: <laughs> Dundee.